You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take one. Knock, knock. It is. Receiving an email and we can't believe you thought a fucking podcast. We're so glad you're listening to it. We would never listen to it. I don't even want to listen to it to edit it. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. Stephen and Dana and we're in the room. Welcome to a spooky bone chilling in the tomb with Stephen and Dana. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. Hey. Good afternoon, and welcome to our Halloweeniest episode yet. The Halloweeniest episode in the world. And I think you put in our graphic, if you saw on Instagram or Facebook, in the tomb. what are your favorite things about fall slash halloween do you like the goodies i know you're not a dressing up halloween person and this year is different halloween has never really been my my bag or my pillowcase as it were but i do have a couple of halloween traditions obviously hocus pocus is obviously tradition i don't watch it during the year i know some people do I choose to save it so that every year it's been a while. Yes, and Bette Midler's Halloween, um, which is her NYRP fundraiser galore. Ticket They're, purchased. Ticket purchased. Ticket purchased. It is a virtual event this year, and the Sanderson sisters are back. Yeah, and I'm not sharing my link. You have to go buy your own ticket. Um, <laughs> $10. Come on, $10. I also I have this um, Halloween pumpkin shirt that I've been wearing every year since I'm like 10. You're the cutest. Um, it's like a sisterhood of the traveling pant. It just somehow still fits-ish and fit then and fits now. Tell us all what you've been up to because you told me. Well, you gave me, well, you gave me a Halloween tour of your neighborhood. I did. All out. I live in Astoria, Queens, and it's very neighborhoody. Everyone has like a brownstone or an actual house. So everyone, and everyone has like an actual like place to put this right, stuff. Right. Like a outside. cute, a cute That's little there. square yard by the road. And everyone can just go out and people go all out in Astoria. Um, some people don't, obviously, but it's a really 
great place to be during the holidays and the Christmas lights too. It's really cute. And we had our- It was a really cute little walk. My legs were sore, girl. Ooh. I'm so sorry. We got, I got in 25,000 steps that day. That's a lot for anyone who's counting. Measure a year. (laughs) Um, And also let's talk candy corn for two seconds before we bring on our guest. Sure, because tis the seas. It's a very controversial statement that candy corn is the best, but I you love, candy love it. There's something buttery about it, and the way it looks, I do. I chomp off the white part first, yeah, and then the middle, and then the bottom. I don't not like candy corn. I I can't consume it all day, but sure, once a Ooh, year, if there's a little dish. and um and i was today years old when i learned why it's called candy corn yeah wait jacob our guest you have not been introduced yet but do you know this do you know why it's called candy corn i have an idea but i want to hear what you have to say about it if you like so the yellow's on the outside the orange is in the middle and the white is on the little nib Mm -hmm. if you stack them all up like in a little coil um it'll build like an ear of corn oh each individual piece is like a kernel like a jenga piece pulled out of the yeah yes i was only today years old when i learned that too (laughs) mind blown yep um i also learned from Cartier Brown of the Food Network. She's an actual queen if you don't watch her. She's in her third season of Delicious Miss Brown. I think it's Saturday mornings or the new one. Um, But her Instagram is where it's at anyway. Anyway, she taught us how to make homemade Butterfingers. And I thought, ooh, I love Butterfingers. How do you make them? This queen pulls out some candy corn and melts it over a double boiler, adds in some peanut butter, and sure enough, it tastes like Butterfinger. Mind is blown. Coat it in chocolate, let them set up. They're delicious four days later. I mean, the takeaway from this episode already, we're learning so much. Stephen, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Cartier Brown. Well, with that, we would like to introduce our very special guest for today. Now that we're feeling a little spooked. (laughs) Setting the scene, (laughs) we are going all the way to Canada for our first Canadian guest. Good day. Soups International and right to the north. Please welcome Jacob James. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you are you are here because you are a ghost enthusiast. However, you are also an actor, a drama professor, an artistic director. You've got it all going on. So we want to hear about all of it. And then, you know, we'll get into the ghost stories. Just okay. to let our listeners know what's happening. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Thank you too for having me. It's it um it was uh I got I got a, a note from uh um, the wonderful Celicia Thomas, uh, who I met through uh, Beautiful on Broadway. And um, 
Uh, and uh, I had regaled her with a bunch of ghost stories that I think uh, she told me I had to stop telling her because she was freaking <laughs> her out. So, so I, um, uh, so she, she put me in touch with you guys. I'm just, I'm thrilled to be able to uh, uh, nerdgasm some ghost stories with you guys here. Like, um, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm an actor. I've been an actor, you know, uh, since I was 11 years old and um, grew up in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Um, my father's American, my mom's Canadian, so I'm a dual citizen. So I have um, between, I guess, 2010 and, well, March, uh, this past March, I, I was spending um, about half my time in New York City um, and uh, got to know, uh, you know, uh, a lot about the theater scene in America and there. Unfortunately, I, I know it's a Broadway show. I don't actually have a, a Broadway, you know, I have indirect Broadway connections, but um, same, same. But yeah, but I did. I've done. I've done a, a tremendous amount of like classical theater in Canada at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival. I spent my twenties basically doing Shakespeare, which was my uh, my two dreams as a kid was to go to the National Theatre School of Canada, then become a part of the Stratford Festival. And they and they happened. I just figured I would grow old at Stratford and, you know, but but then uh, the artistic directors changed. So I had to get some new goals, you know. Um, uh, That's so great. Yeah. Like as a kid, you already knew, I think. It you know, I, I gotta say, since we're on the subject of the of the witchy kind of stuff, you know, like I mean, I um I know it's not for everybody, and I've certainly had my um uh, bumps along the road with it. But you know, I think about the uh, the law of attraction and the idea of manifesting things. And and when I was a little kid, um, uh, I, I I just knew I would go on these trips, this high school trips to Stratford and see these shows and I'd go meet the actors at the stage door and I'd watch them get on their bikes and ride home like Stratford's an idyllic little place and and um with the river and everything and and um and I thought to myself my god like that's their life like they just come to the theater and do a Shakespeare and then get on their bike and have dinner and then come back and do a different one you know and, and it's like it's like, I want to do that. And so I, you know, I used to go out into, used to be a lot more romantic uh, when I was a kid. And I, and I, I would go out into like thunder and lightning storms and like tell the storm that I was going to Stratford and, you know, and I do this weird thing where I'd, if it was a full moon, I'd look at the moon, but imagine the moon's perspective looking at me, you know, and it's like, and, and, uh, and just try to use that connection to like, you know, reinforce those and everyone used to say you know don't get your hopes up like nts is really hard to, to get into like they they take 13 students a year and you know um and stratford is even harder to get into and i was like to quote uh justin trudeau's father pierre trudeau who was one was i think our greatest prime minister up until his son um and uh, one of barbara streisand's ex-boyfriends Hey, there you go. Yeah. But you know, he, he had the classic quote, you might not know this one in America, but, uh, but he just said, uh, just watch me, you know, and, and that was kind of my mentality with it. And, and it all happened, but you know, it's that funny thing. It was the paradigms of life creep in. Do you know what I mean? And that, yeah. that voice that says, you know, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that. You know, um, it, it's a, it's a reminder that I think I was actually practicing the law of attraction without even meaning to or knowing what it was. Do you know what I mean? So. That's beautiful. And wow. I mean, when people tell you that, they're telling you something more about themselves than they are about your own, yep. you know. You're absolutely right. Life. Yeah. So I, I love that. So w tell us about 
you are you have the theater curation project. Yes, thank you for bringing it up. It's it's kind of brand new. Um, I I was the um the interim education director for uh, a company in Toronto called Eclipse Theater Company, and it's uh, helped in the creation of an education branch of of the wow. of the, the theater. And um, uh, anyway, and and so you know, in that work, I was I was trying to think about ways to direct some traffic to the website, you know, to make, just to let the world know that it exists, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and among my brainstorms, suddenly it's like, it just came to me. Um, I was like, my God, you know what? I thought to myself, what are we missing as actors? Like what, what are, what are some of the things that we're missing that we could somehow give to people as like a balm, you know? And it's like, and one of the things that I miss a lot is little conversations that we would all have whether in rehearsal or backstage or um uh or at the bar after or whatever where we would you know how it goes right like you'd start talking about someone who made an impact in your journey and the lesson that they taught you do you know what i mean and then someone says oh i worked with that person too and they taught me this or you know and it got me thinking why don't I just reach out to all my actor connection friends, which it, I have a quite a, 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 a large array of them, you know, it's like, and, and I was like, and get them to do like a two to five minute little video, almost like a self tape, you know, and talk about a mentor in, in their journey, in their mm-hmm. theater journey and a lesson that they taught them. Do you know what I mean? Just that, you know what I mean? And, and so to my, to my uh, uh, you know, gratefully, uh, I, I discovered that, that people were very, very eager to uh, supply me with videos and, and share these stories. And so I created a YouTube channel, which is was, of course, nothing to do with Eclipse, but my own personal endeavor, which I made myself mm-hmm. the artistic director of. And it's going to grow into something much bigger. I've got some cool plans for it. But right now, it's a series of these videos. And we've got um, six episodes up. Um, and, uh, uh, so yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called the theater curation project. Um, and it would, uh, anyone who's listening, it would be wonderful. I'd be eternally grateful if you could go and subscribe and hit the notification bell and the like button and all that, because you can, um, then access previous episodes and get alerted when new episodes come. But my hope with it is the purpose basically is to curate these stories that would otherwise likely be lost. Do you know, yeah. I, I, a lot of my, like a lot of my mentors at, at Stratford, Richard Monette, William Hutt, Brian Bedford, the, these, they're gone, they're dead. And I, it's like, I, 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 there's so many times I wish I could just say, oh, hey, can you tell me about this experience? Do you know, and you can't, right? So, so my thinking is when we're all dead, that this YouTube channel and its content might still be alive for future generations uh, to uh, not only get inspiration from, but like, it's a bank of lessons. You know what I mean? It's almost like a a video quilt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody listening, please go subscribe to uh, the theater curation project on YouTube. And this is so right up our listeners alley for sure, because this is what we do on our podcast. We talked thinking about uh, Penny Fuller and how I need to put her in touch with you. Well, Shakespeare and Alvina Krauss. You guys send me videos. I'll, 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 you know, I'll have you be an episode. Um, Absolutely. 
I the other, the other, the last thing I would just say on it is, is that aside from all those, um, uh, those great reasons, you know, the stewardship of the craft and the preservation of these stories and everything, I'm, I'm hoping that as an actor, when I sit back and kind of look at it from that perspective as not the person putting this all together, or the curator, you know, it's like, I, I go, that would be really nice to have like a weekly thing where you see friends and colleagues just appear and just hear them tell a story. Do you know what I mean about the theater? Like it's kind of a weekly balm for balm, not bomb, mm -hmm. balm for, for, for us too. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. That, what Dana was saying, that's what this podcast is for us. I mean, every time we leave somebody's apartment, uh, we're like, did we just sit in Katie Finneran's house and did that happen? Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I would say for me, and I think I would also speak for you, Stephen, our favorite guests or people to talk to are people like north of age 70, you know? Because, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's, it is such a gift, these stories, because mm -hmm. not many people remember anymore. And just the hand handing down of stories and generations. Well, and that's it. My, my old words. In yeah. Their yeah. Well, Richard Monette, who was my kind of main mentor, he always used to say, you know, it's an oral tradition. And if it's not passed down from generation to generation, bit, bits of it are, are, are going to get lost, you know. I hope this is a good transition into some ghost stories, if you yeah. would be so kind. So I, uh, I will say first, first off, I am a skeptical believer, meaning that I would debunk any logical explanation for any kind of anomalous type, you know, uh, stuff happening before I would go headlong into being it's it's a ghost or it's whatever. I'm I'm very uh, skeptical. Um, that being said, uh, I've encountered and had some experiences throughout my life where I really can't find an explanation for it. Um, so I guess to start with, this is probably where uh, I'm glad we covered the actor stuff first, because if we launched with this, they think I'm a crazy man, but um, <laughs> uh, they still might. They um, still but, might. Actors uh, are notoriously crazy. So uh, I grew up basically in a, in a, my parents divorced when I was three, and, but remained, you know, great co-parents and everything. But I, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house in Kingston, which happened to be in this little uh, suburb they called the wartime district that was made for people, uh, you know, veterans coming back from, from World War II. So it's that kind of era. Uh, from what I've been told, our house was the model home. So for, uh, for the first little while, it was just this house and big farmer's field. However, uh, at the, there's the backyard and then a chain link fence and it, a giant graveyard uh, in Kingston. And so this is basically where I grew up. Okay. And, and um, of course they filled it in, you know, and it became a little suburb, but, um, uh, but yeah, it's like my backyard let out you know, there's a chain link fence and then a big graveyard, right? So I, I do think that has something to do with it. I would always um, uh, uh, avoid this one room uh, in the basement, the furnace room. Like I would, I would just rush by it intuitively as a kid. Do you know what I mean? I felt like something was up, and that plays in much later in the story in the journey. But so there's that. Spots 
like that. There are still spots, like in the house I grew yeah. up in, like there are areas where I'm just, ooh, I remember being spooked taking out the trash at night. Well, this, well, listen, like, don't let me digress too far, but like one of the things I teach in, in you know, as, as part of one of my courses at Queens is um, this great exercise that a real Jedi teacher taught me long time ago, um, where it's about seeing and hearing without your eyes or your ears that, that the idea that we're capable of so much more than the paradigm or the society we've been brought up in, in you know uh affords us uh or suggests that we are and this exercise is basically what you do is you get a group of people um walking in slow motion with their eyes closed backwards with no shoes on slow motion so no one's gonna bonk heads or anything but the idea is when you feel or even hear or uh, or, or get a flash of something that that there's an obstacle behind you. You stop and turn and change directions. Do you know what I mean? And and we got so crazy with it at theater school with the the 13 of us in the class that by the end of it we'd go for 15 minutes and no one would bump into each each other. And then at the end the teacher would be like, Jacob, where's Trish? And I point in the direction. Paul, where's Mac? you know pointed and we'd open our eyes and we'd be pointing at the person wow. uh, you know it's like so so that being said like there's there's we're capable of so much more so when we do get those kinesthetic or however the the information comes to us but those feelings of like there's something up here do you know what i mean i need to protect myself and listen to that anyway um so cut to you know years later i was always fascinated by ghosts really into horror movies as a kid and and all that and everything and and um the idea of what happens after we die right that's fascinating to me um yeah. in 98 i got into a terrible car accident um when i was uh, i was 18 there was an ice storm in canada it's not a frequent occurrence as one might think but it's a, but 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 uh, it hit really hard and um uh i was in behind the driver my friend's mom was driving and uh, uh, my friend was in shotgun and, and we spun out of control. Basically what happened is like, I, I remember saying, careful, you're not speeding. We spun out of control. We're out in the country, right? We spun out of control. And I remember everything inside the car being slow motion and everything outside the window was like fast forward. And then I looked out my window and saw an electrical post, like kind of come right at me. I closed my eyes and it was black because I closed my eyes, but I distinctly remember everything going white from the like like a revert like a negative image of an old silent movie fade at the end you know like it went white from the outside and it was completely white then i woke up in an ambulance and then i was out and then i woke up in a hospital and the doctor's like pee in this cup and i did and then i'm out and then i woke up again and my mom and dad were there and they're taking bandages off my face like the joker in the michael keaton batman and it's like and uh and uh anyway so i found which is the best batman by the way oh yes i just need to say that yes i agree um uh so so yeah in any case you know years later actually in new york begrudgingly i sat down with a psychic medium um and uh didn't give her an inch like didn't give her an inch i was like i'm not and and um at one point she was like you know you're you're like me you just haven't developed your the muscle you know like you you know you could you, you're supposed to be doing the work kind of work i'm doing and i was like well i don't know and and i'm like you know i was like again skeptic skeptic right and it's like and 
And she's like, no, no, it's not just because of your two imaginary friends when you were a kid, but, and I was like, huh? And she's like, but she goes, uh, she goes, no, it was the, the car accident when you were 18 with all the ice and snow. And she's like, you, you died. You, you, you did. She's like, in, in terms of it, you actually, in our terms, she said, you crossed the veil, but you didn't go into the light because you have to come back and you have to, there's more you have to do. And, and I was like, okay. And, and so, so that, that just made me go, holy shit. And so, you know, anyway, so, sorry, I'm jumping around. Um, We'll go back to that. But, 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 um, so when I was like, when I, after the car accident, you know, I went to theater school, I went to Stratford, I was doing all that and was teaching with Stratford. We'd often come to Michigan and we'd do this Michigan residency. And uh, we didn't have Target in Canada at the time. And so Sarah Topham, who was my teaching partner, really wanted to go buy stuff at Target. And so we'd go. <laughs> and, it's like, and, and, uh, and and I saw a digital voice recorder there. And I was like, oh, it's like those guys on those ghost, ghost hunting shows use. And I was like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to get one. And I'm in all these like ridiculously, allegedly haunted theaters. And namely, um, M- the MSU campus in East Lansing, like the... Uh, what's it called? The something theater. Gosh, I can't, that's awful. Anyway, the theater there is like really deeply haunted, really, really haunted. And it just so happened that my, one of my contacts at MSU was all about ghosts. And so I kind of sweet talked her into letting me have the key. Um, I hope no one from MSU is listening right now, but, uh, but I, I, um, <laughs> he gave me the key and I started doing investigate Fairchild, Fairchild Auditorium. That's what it's called. And so I went in there and started doing stuff and I was so green. Like I didn't know how this works. The idea with EVP or electronic voice phenomena is that you've got a digital voice recorder and just like dog whistles, we know there's frequencies uh, that we can't hear with our naked ears, but are happening like a dog can hear that. We also know there's spectrum of light we can't see when you use a thermal imaging camera or a full spectrum camera or a night vision camera. They can they can then, the, whether it's audio or visual, they can translate it into a form where then we can review it after the fact and, and hear or see it, you know. So uh, so I was in the Fairchild Auditorium and like just, I, I did send you some MP3s, but I don't know if you're able to play them, but you don't need to rate this second. But 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 I, I got I got some... Uh, I had the weirdest experience in there where I, I went in and I sat in the theater and it's dead silent. No pun intended. It was dead silent. There's nobody there. <clears throat> and I'm just sitting there in the audience just, and you ask a question and then you leave time for a response. Do you know what I mean? And uh, when I reviewed it later, there was like a cacophony of sounds and voices happening that like I was just not hearing. In fact, one of them said, I didn't send you this one, but uh, one of them says, uh, uh, at the beginning, you hear this weird voice goes, turns to wolf. And, and then and then at, at the end, there's this weird voice, this quirky kind of sounding voice that like, as I was wrapping up, it goes, it goes, leave soon. And then it says something which I can, I can barely make up, but it sounds like, I'm not trying to be narcissistic, but it sounds like, it's, it sounds like it said, leave soon, you with the talent. And, uh, and so, I, and so you, you'll, but it's you'll like, win a Tony. I know. I was like, I was like, tell, tell the casting director, right? But, but, um, but, uh, you know, like, like stuff like that. And then, and then, uh, you know, so I did this teaching in Michigan for years, like 15 years I did this for. And so every year I just like, I'm like, okay, this is my chance to teach some Shakespeare. And then more importantly, do some ghost hunting in Michigan, you know, it's like an, and, um, uh, 
so one of them that I sent you is probably a good one. I don't know what it's going to sound like. And, you know, it, you might not hear it. You might, there's class A, class B, and class C. Class A EVPs, you don't need any kind of augmentation or anything to hear it. It's always best with headphones, but, um, uh, but uh, in class B is like, you can hear there's a voice, but you can't make out what it says in class C is kind of just a weird anomalous sound that, that, that but, but the, what I learned from doing this is that what you have to do is be extremely thorough about making a vocal note about any uh, sounds that you do hear with your naked ear. Like that was the elevator door closing. That was a, a, a cab going by, or that was right, the, right. so that when you get a sound that's odd, but you haven't made a vocal note, you know, you didn't hear it with your own. So if you want to look up the one, okay, so let me set it up. Okay. So, me and my uh, a different teaching partner, Jane, were at this weird old, it was called the Old Town Schoolhouse or something, and they were busing kids in. So we're there by ourselves, and it was an old building, right? We're in the auditorium, and I, you know, I'm just nerd, like nerdgasming on recording, so any chance I get. So I said to Jane, I'm like, hey, while we're waiting, I'm, I'm going to go up for a smoke, but I'm leaving this recording, okay? So just so you know, you're being recorded. And she's like, can I ask some questions? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. So she asked us, uh, when I reviewed it months later, she asked a series of questions and there's no response, no response, no response. However, in this, I was so new and green at this that like when I, when she asked this question, I was like, oh, please don't let there be a fucking answer to that. I was but she, just so you know, the question leading into what you're about to hear was, do you stay here all the time or are you following Jacob around? And I'm just going to let you play it and you tell me what you hear. You might not hear anything. You might, I, I'm, just go for it. It's, so it's uh, a child, it's a child's voice God. going, I'm following Jacob. Wait, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the thing is that, is that at the beginning, I was like, I was like, cause she said it right. The question, she asked the question and I was like, oh shit, I hadn't thought of that. And it was my, and then you hear this child going, I'm following Jacob. It's like, it, you know, off-putting of course that, that, that some ghost or, or see, this is the, I have to say this about EVP being a skeptical believer i'll be the first person to say it doesn't prove it's the spirit of a dead person right it, it's just something we didn't hear now the question with evp is to go is it intelligent like can it see and hear me um you know so right so it doesn't ask, know it's not an iphone it's it doesn't know your name is jacob exactly you ask specific what color hat am i wearing and if you get a response that's blue and you are wearing a blue hat it would stand to reason that the thing can source of this anomaly can see and hear you. But I, I still say, I can't say it's a dead person. I can't prove that. Um, uh, how, okay, so how did I feel? I felt a little terrified at first. And then I, this is, was kind of an epiphany for me where I went, well, you know what? Like, all this stuff is happening, you know? Like, I mean, anyway, I'm just not aware of it because I'm not hearing it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it hasn't hurt me yet do you know what i mean and it's like right. the the only difference here is that i recorded it and i actually heard it like you could ask right now is there some is there a ghost following me around right now and because we're not recording it you won't you never know 
but if you record it, you might get a voice saying, yes, I am. I've been following you since you, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. It's like, you know, uh, but I mean, in the end, it's kind of, yeah, it's a little spooky, but in the end, I find it's kind of inconsequential. Do you know what I mean? Like it, if shit started going down, you know, like if that's the thing I've learned in, right. in my penny of observation with this, like one thing, like there's, you can categorize hauntings, if you will, into, um, intelligent hauntings, meaning it's, it's, you know, the spirit of somebody who's come to communicate something to you. Um, uh, and it might be something that's someone who's like resident in a place or something like that, or comes to visit a place. Do you know what I mean? Then there's residual haunting, which is like at, it's like a, a, a tape being played on loop, you know? So it's like every at three o'clock AM every morning, the, the ghost of the lady in white walks from the dining room to the bedroom or something. And it just, it doesn't see or hear you. It just, this just happens. Right. Um, and then there's like the darker kind of things like poltergeists or, um, you know, some might even go so far as like demonic kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Where you're dabbling with like Ouija boards and, and things like that. Like I never use a Ouija board. Um, I've watched it too many videos of bad shit going down. Like there's this awful, I won't even say the name of the, anyway. Um, but, uh, but, but, uh, um, but yeah, if I ever see like cupboards opening and shutting or things like that, then I'm like, fuck this. And I get the sage you know, and I used to date a really beautiful uh, First Nations woman, and she she taught me all about native medicine, which you know, uh, you know, whether you believe it or not, it, it, it's supposed to be able to kind of cleanse and clear. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have a quick question going back to when you heard the what the spirit say, um, you with the talent. Yeah. I take that as you with the intuitive talent and is that yeah that that's what that I, just a stamp of approval like oh maybe i am this I, I, goes back to what the psychic was saying to you the medium who's like yeah you're like me. you have the thing in you you just haven't tapped into it uh in terms of you with the talent um so I'll say this is not an opener but I'm gonna tell you guys because we're on the subject and I think this is on par with what we're doing so <clears throat> I have a six-year-old son, okay? And that was another thing that, that the psychic had told me, and this was like almost a decade before my son was born, was even a twinkle in an eye. Um, she's like, another reason you need to keep developing these skills is that your son's going to need your help with it. Um, and at, at that point, I, I was like, I was like, okay. You know, and, and so so when his mom was pregnant for him and like before the kind of the six-month 
point. Um, I happened as the universe does, you know, you walk into a bookstore and you suddenly face to face with a book that seems relevant, you know, and it's, um, it was basically like the artist's way for mediums and to draw the distinction, you know, like a a psychic is somebody who's going to like meet you and kind of be able to look at your future and your past. And it's going to be more individually about you and getting information off of you. Whereas a medium is the person who speaks with dead people, you know, for lack of a better term, is the person who uh, uh, communicates with the dead and passes on messages. Right. And um, so I saw this book. So it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a sign from the universe. I'm going to start uh, this practice. And it's like a weekly practice where you do these exercises and you just develop, develop these, these skills. And, and, and I really struggled being a skeptical believer because it's like, you're supposed to do these exercises. Then you do a spirit meditation, which is supposed to be the communication. And, you know, uh, whether you, you, everyone gets the information in different ways. Some people are clairintuitive, clairvoyant. There's whether it's all the different senses, right? For me, it seemed to turn out to be more of an intuitive kind of thing where I would get an idea put in my head or an image put in my head rather than literally seeing something or, or hearing something. So, <clears throat> but I was struggling with it because you do these spirit connection meditations and then you would um, go write in your journal. Do you know what I mean? What it was. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm just filling in the blanks with my imagination. Like, how do I know I'm actually like, how do I know this is coming from outside me or, or it's just coming from inside me. And um, so I said in one of these spirit meditations, I was like, I need some validation or I'm going to stop doing this because I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like I, 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 I don't, I, I just, I need to know that this is working somehow. Do you know what I mean? If I'm going to keep mm-hmm. going with it. So you know, this was in Stratford here and it's, it's a very old little town. Like the houses are like 1860 houses and like, it's, you know, ripe for uh, all of this stuff. And um, so I was in the house by myself and the exercise was you've learned how to, and it, this is back to that exercise I do with the students. It's like you're stretching out with your aura. And the idea is when you feel a kind of static friction means you're coming in contact with something else and you initiate a communication. So I got to the top of the stairs, turned the corner and like fully felt it like something at the other end of the hall. And the image I got was this matronly kind of woman, kindly, an apron sort of dressed in, in the fifties style. Do you know what I mean? And the thought that kept coming into my head was Betty, Betty, Betty. My name is Betty. Um, and then the next bit of information was I lived in this house. I died in this house. Um, I raised my two sons in this house. Those were, that was coming. I was like, I was like, okay, what's the message? Like, what do you need? And it was tell Shalina, who is Henry's mom, uh, whose house it was. It was like tell 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 Shalina that she, like she knows there's something in the place, but but I want her to know it's benevolent. It, uh, you know, I don't mean any harm. And that was it. So I wrote it all down in my journal, and I was like, I just imagined a whole thing, and I'll tell Shalina about it. And so, and then I was like, and I was like, a couple months later, my friend Felon was coming by cab, and it was raining, and all the cab there's like maybe six seven cabs in this town it's that small you know it's like and um they're all old dudes who grew up here you know and it's again and uh Thelon's getting out of the cab. I'm going to go pay for the cab. And the, he's chuckling. And uh, it's like, what's so funny? And he's like, oh, the old cabbie was just talking about the people that used to live in the house. And I was like, oh. And so I went up to the cab. And I was like, what can you tell me about the people that used to live here? And he's like, oh, well, there was John and Betty. And I was like, okay. And it's, I was like, are they still with us? And, and he's like, well, John's in a home, but Betty died quite a while ago. Because I hope he does make you uncomfortable, but she died in the house. 
I remember when the ambulances came up and I was like, okay, thanks. And I'm walking away and he's like, he's like, he yells as I'm walking away. He's like, oh, they raised their two sons there. And I was like, well, fuck. I was like, that's not a coincidence. That can't be a coincidence, right? Like, I was like, so, so that happened. But then the thing was, is that my son Henry was fast approaching, right? You know, so it's like, I don't want to be playing with doors. I, uh, you know, opening doors. I don't know how to close with a baby coming around, you know? So I really like took it and totally put it to the side along with the ghost hunting too. Cause I was like, I want this to be a nice, clean, safe environment. For oh my but yeah, so, so it's like, I think that's maybe what the you with the talent was referencing. What have you found out yet? How your child will need this? Great from question. You? It is a great question. Um, Has it revealed itself? There's been. I've been extremely careful not to suggest any or or try to like you know, uh, you know like like lead him towards the idea of it. Leave you know, like your would, books lying around. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like yeah, exactly. And, and I would never be like you know. Um, you know, who were you before you were Henry, you know, or anything like that, you know, like, I mean, I would, I would wait for him to volunteer that kind of information, but there have been, I can't go into much detail about this particular event because it's tremendously personal um, thing, but uh, it was in New York. He was probably two and a half, maybe three, I think he was like two, two and three quarters and he was still in a stroller and, um, Basically, it's like I was, we were going along, we we're down by, uh, we lived in the Upper West Side, so we we're down by Lincoln Square, and uh, by the movie theater, there's a, uh, uh, it, like you go into an entrance of a building, and there's this sort of wall fountain, do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind yeah. of hidden away, you know what I mean? And so, and so we're going along, and he saw the fountain, he was like, oh, hey, let's look at the fountain, and I was like, okay, so we get, went there, got him out of his stroller, we hung out, and we, you know, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, okay, we have to go. And I was like, why, why do we have to go? And he's like, right now, let's go, let's go. And he's getting in the stroller himself, which he never did. And I was like, okay, okay. And so I get him buckled in. We come out of that little walkway and I turn to the left. He's like, no, 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 go that way. I'm like, yeah, but no, home is home's that way. And he's like, no, go that way. I'm like, okay. So I, t I turn that way and I cross, I think it's um, 65th where the yoga place was. It's like, anyway, so it's like I cross 65th fifth right to where the building where uh not the new not the news place but just before do you know where there's that little mall in the middle where yes. the subway is right across from the lincoln center and um i crossed that street and of all the hundreds of thousands of people that are walking around at that point boom i come face to face with this particular person who then related particular information that a hundred percent changed the direction of my life. Um, and had Henry not orchestrated that stage managed that I never would have bumped into the guy and I never would have known the thing. And so that's as much wow. as I can really say about it. So there's been, there's been little, little things like that where I've kept my, there was another one where we were driving, you know, we do drives from New York to Kingston. And so you're going up I-81 through Syracuse, you know, to the, the Thousand Islands is where the, the border crossing is. And um, it was just the two of us. It was winter. And we passed Syracuse or sort of in between Syracuse and Watertown. And there's this little stretch on this, this park called Pulaski. 
and Pulaski is um, its own weather system. It's like a snow tunnel or something like that. And we're going along and there was snow, but it wasn't snowing. It was fine. We're past Syracuse and, and he's like, hey, we should get some gas. No, it's like, we're okay, buddy. We'll get, we'll be able to get to Watertown before we need gas. And he's like, and he's like, no, no, you should get gas. And I was like, I was like, well, I, um, okay. If you like, if, I really don't think we need gas, man. He's like, there, there, pull over there. I see a gas station. I'm like, okay. So I pull over, top up the gas, get back on the road. Then we're about 10 minutes driving and we get to Pulaski and boom, it's a whiteout, complete whiteout, like bad whiteout. And I managed to find like some taillights of a truck ahead of me and just like at, you know, less than 10 miles an hour moving along. So this stretch should have taken us about 15 minutes to drive through. It ended up taking about an hour and a half uh, to get through because of the road. And we would have run out of gas in the middle of a whiteout if Henry had not prompted me to get it. So, Henry? you know, <laughs> yeah, so, so I've, I've had some indications, but. Anyway, listen, I know, I see that we're coming up on, I'm babbling, but I want to share a couple more quick ones with you. If, if, please, that, if please. that's okay, just, just before I get too far off. So, yeah. so there, I was doing this play uh, that I've done. I was, it was the play I was going to do a third product, my third production of it, but it was canceled because of the pandemic. It was, we were due to start rehearsals March 26th. Um, and uh, Canada, you know, uh, I think when Trudeau, I think it was like, it was right around then when Trudeau did the, the it's time to come home, you know, uh, announcement. And um, so um, uh, anyway, Billy Bishop goes to war is this amazing Canadian play. It's a one person show with a piano player where the actor it's two acts, six songs, a um, hundred pages uh, and where the actor plays, I think, 21 characters by himself wow. you know it's, and <gasps> so it's, so, it's so, fun oh my god totally fun i i i so i i've done two other productions of it and i was like i learned all the fucking lines again anyway Jeez. um but uh uh but anyway when i was doing my first production of it it was at this theater called the thousand islands playhouse um right on the close to the border by alexandria bay um anyway uh, but on the canada side and they have a big theater called the Springer Theater, but they have um, a smaller kind of black box, which is the old fire hall of the town, right? And it's so it's converted into a small black box theater with the admin, admin offices and, and some extra space in the back that they were yet to refurbish. Um, and the, but you know still an old police station fire hall of the of the time, so there were like actual jail cells in the, in the back and stuff like that. So I had a, a stage manager, a dear friend named Monica on that, and we she's into it. And so we decided we were going to, it's totally against the rules, but we were going to like sleep over at the theater and ghost hunt all night and like go through it and do it. And um, so we finished our uh, two show Sunday or whatever it was and, um, you know, acted like we weren't about to just sleep there, you know, so we waited for everyone to leave. And then we, we got back in because she had the key course right you got to find the people with the keys and so and so um uh so so we went back in and we had a couple different things she had her own digital recorder i had my own um we also had this thing called it's a, a questionable device called a ghost box um where it, the idea is that you you can hack a, 
uh, transistor radio so that when you're skipping the radio stations, it never stops. It just goes an ultra fast loop. Um, so the most you're ever going to hear is a little bit of like, dip, dip, zip, dip, dip, you know, little bits like that. So if you suddenly are hearing a full sentence, the theory is it's a ghost talking to you through the thing. So we use that anyway. Um, so there are a couple things just I want to make note of with with that experience, of course, because it was a theater, right? You know, we we're there overnight. Yeah, you were hearing noises, you know, and you don't know where they come from. We kept getting basement, 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 all on the radio thing and also on our EVP recordings, but we couldn't access the basement. But we kept being like, what's going on in the basement of this place? Anyway, so why I, couldn't you access it? Yeah, well, there's, um, but there, there was, um, there was a really curious thing that happened that I think kind of advanced my, 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 you know, fascination with EVP is, um, we were at the jail cells, right? And Monica was kind of at the doorway in the hall, and I was right at a cell, right? And I put my hand through the cell bars with the EVP recorder. Monica's recording with hers, but at a distance away, right? Still in the vicinity. And I said, um, uh, um, why are you in the cell? What did you do to, to get in the cell? So, so that, that's what I heard um, uh, when, I, when I got in. And uh, it seems to me to be pretty clearly a gruff voice going, bullet. Um, and, uh, and then you kind of hear a different voice go, ah. Afterward, the curious thing though was that like when I was reviewing and we time coded it, Monica and I, so we were in sync with our our recorders. I was like, okay, I got this weird thing when I was at the cell. Can you go to or can you just send me your full file? And she sent it to me. I got to the same point because I wanted to hear if hers picked it up too. I was curious. I was like, okay, so this is this is interesting. So I got to it and it's there. It's there. However it's much fainter than it was on mine. So it seems to me that it stands to reason by following this logic that when I put that the source of this voice was inside the cell because I, I was, I was in such close proximity that it would have been speaking right into the microphone. Whereas Monica was a distance away and she still got it, but it came off further away. Right. So, so that was curious. We did, I got a weird picture in that, that night. I got a, I haven't got much visual evidence just simply because I haven't gone and bought really cool cameras and stuff, but, but I just with an old, you know, uh, old digital camera, you know, this is, this is probably 10 years ago, you know, um, I snapped a bunch of shots of the empty space in the theater. And then there was one where there was this little kind of like purpley blur and I zoomed in on it and it's, I don't think it's pix pixelation or there's a term for it. I think it starts with a D where your mind will see an image out of pix pix pixels, you know, but, but, but there, it was all pixelated all around this. But when you zoomed in on this purple thing, you could see like the beginning of a tie and the knot and a collar and a lapel and up into a neck and a chin with a mouth and a nose and one eye. Like, oh my God, yeah. and I was like, but, but the, the curious thing is that like, it was, you had to zoom in so far that like it would have been miniature in the room or else it was, 
in some other dimension. I don't know. We had a weird thing. Monica is also a bit sensitive in terms of the, you know, ghosty stuff too. And she, she's a stage manager. She's level headed. She's no bullshit, you know, it's yeah. like, and, 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 and um, we had this moment where we're upstairs and it's the thousand islands playhouse. So it's right on the thousand uh, on the St. Lawrence river. Right. And, we're looking out the window and she's like, she's like, she, her voice got weird. It didn't sound quite like her voice. And this is where I start to go, okay, fuck this shit. Cause this is, this is not, it's like, ah, uh, but she's like, she's like, it's beautiful. Look, look at it. It's so beautiful. And I was like, what? And she's like the, the hurricane. I was like the hurricane. Uh, and she's like, look across the river and see the hurricane. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's no hurricane. And she's like, it's so gorgeous. It's so right. I was like, what? And I was like, let's go out outside and have a smoke break. And I was like, so, so we went outside and she came outside and she's all like, she's like, oh, that's weird. And she's like, I, I felt like I was like, a, like sleepwalking or asleep or something. And I was like, do you remember what you said up there? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you're talking about a hurricane across the river and how beautiful and how right it was. And she's like, <laughs> what? Like, she didn't know she said it. And it's like, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, she's not that kind of person that would. Yeah. And so the weird thing is that, but two weeks later, there was a hurricane in upstate New York, like, a, or not, it was not a hurricane, but like a, a bad windstorm that was, and we actually came to the theater that day that it was happening terribly rained though, but you could just look across the river and it looked like chaos and i remember saying to mom i was like was that what you were seeing and she's like i don't remember you know it's my so so that was odd um i feel like i could go on i'm just trying to think really quickly oh oh the basement cap, cap it off okay so remember i talked about the furnace room and in, in the house i grew up in right yeah so um I don't think I sent you this one. Oh, I should just reference quickly the other one you have. Uh, it, 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 the, the, the MP3 is, it says away. And we're in this, uh, Shalina and her cousin, Christine and I were in the Fort Gary Hotel in Winnipeg, which is allegedly one of the most haunted hotels in Canada. Um, and I was going around at 2 p.m. And we're like fucking whispering because people are asleep. And we're on the second floor where it all went down. And we're being serious. And um, again, you make a vocal note if you hear anything, right? So if when I'll say, okay, can you play this MP3 now? The the crazy thing is that is what you hear, at least I say what I hear is is a man's voice go away like that, like almost like to startle you. Away, you know, and it's like, and we don't even react. We just keep talking keep doing our thing like we don't react to it but it's on the mp3 anyway so that's that so that i got all the mp3s unbelievable so the last thing is the furnace room at my at my grandparents place so um many years later i was down there and you know going through like old boxes of um of um uh um uh, you know, stuff, my, my, my stuff. And I just left it recording and I uh, listened back to it. There was nobody in the house. No TVs were on. I'm very thorough about making vocal notes. So there's nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden you hear this old man's voice go, yeah, now pick that up. And then it keeps, and then the same voice later goes, yeah, now take that out. And then you hear a different voice go, he's excited now like that. Last one, I'll tell you one more. Okay, this was because it's New York. I'll tell you one last one. 
this will leave you on a spooky note for all your your listeners, okay? And for you. Um, there was one time when I was very, very new at it. I was living with my ex, Carly, uh, in Harlem. Um, and uh, she was out of town. Our roommate was out of town. It was the first time I had the place to myself. And I was still very new at the EVPs. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll do this apartment. And uh, this is where I learned the big lesson. If there's one thing I can pass on to anyone who wants to attempt EVP, don't do it in the place where you live. Uh, because you never know what you might get. And I had pretty, you know, <laughs> like novel and kind of interesting ones, you know, throughout my, my journey with this. But this one was the one that like nearly put me off it forever. Okay. But I managed to come back. Okay. There by myself. It's nighttime. It's Harlem by myself. And, uh, you know, I'm just asking questions, blah, 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 blah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, I listen. So I listen back. Yeah, the headphones in. And I caught something I'm still yet to have caught again, which is a dialogue between two different voices. Um, it's an odd dialogue, but that, but one voice seemed benevolent. And like in my mind, in my gut, in my intuition, frankly, I feel like one was a spirit guide, if you will, or some kind of member of my spirit team that is there to help me and protect me. And the other was the opposite, was not. And it who was would the, play the spirit guide and who would play the not spirit guide. If it was okay, it, well, it was a Cockney accent. So I'd say something like, you know, Michael Caine as the, the nice one. And then, <laughs> you know, Andy Circus as the, as the, the bad one. And so, 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 so it's like, it wasn't, it didn't sound like Gollum, but it was close. It's like, so this was what I heard. I'm sorry. I don't have the MP3 for you, but, but this is what I heard. Um, uh, you hear the nice guy go, he goes, he goes, enough, enough. And then you hear the other voice go, you picked my day. You don't like it, get out. And then you hear, then get away. And then you hear this weird, like bubbly, airy sound like And then there's this long pause and then you hear, okay, hi. And that's it, that's it. And I took those fucking headphones off and I was like, I am done. Uh, no, so, never wait, again. That's what. So, do ghosts pick a day? Get off yeah, my train! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Oh my god! If you ever want to do, a, so I'll meet you next 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 Halloween. I'll give you a part two because there's so much more. Oh my god! Yeah, no, this we're is holding perfect. you to it because yeah. we have no plans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here next year as well. I'm so, I have to go watch like a Bake Off or something. I'm spooked. <laughs> good, good. Well, I think that's what we were trying yeah. to accomplish. I thought that would be a good note to leave it on. I love that. Hi-ho, hi-ho, there are seven very well-known dwarves in history. If you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? It would be... Clever. Clever dwarf? I don't think we've had a clever dwarf, but that's a clever dwarf right there. You fit right into our merry band of misfits, for sure. Oh, cheers. Our merry well, band of eighth dwarves. This is a lot of fun, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you so I, much. I'm so glad I put on like the pumpkin and got in the zone, because <laughs> I'm spooked i'm glad we did this during the day too can you imagine yeah, that's true that's true i had so many full body chills and as someone who is like totally kind of 
leaning into reincarnation stories. I oh. love it. I'm so interested. Let's talk. Let's talk after this. I'll, I've got lots to uh, tell you about with that too. So, yeah. Oh, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Okay. Okay, you guys. I have. We're to gonna leave. start a monthly series. Thank you so much, Jacob James. Where Thank can people you. find you? You... Um, you can you can find me. I'm Jacob O'Neill James on Instagram and just Jacob James on Facebook. Um, but but the most important thing you could do for me this Halloween season is uh, go subscribe to the Theater Curation Project. And um, also, like I'm I'm as I said, I'm a university professor, and I'm using it as a as we adapt to remote online learning. Um, you know, using it as a teaching tool and a lot of other professors in Canada are starting to pick up and use it too. So please, if you're a, an educator or a student, you know, share it far and wide and, and um, learn the lessons that uh, all these great people are. There's a new episode each week. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Amazing. We're so here for that. That's so, that's so it's such a big part of what we do and why we um, yeah. want to talk to people like you. Oh. It was so, 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 so fun and such a great break from what we normally do. Like, I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm going to call you. Yeah. Um, thank you. And with that. Until next time, friends. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Boom. In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize, and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Wiener, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.